Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning, it's Michael Guerin joining you to host On The Pace for uh, on the pace for the next half an hour. Thanks for joining us on a Monday morning. Hope your week has started well. For Harness Racing fans, it's a massive week. It's regional finals week in four different parts of New South Wales. The first of those... Bathurst on Wednesday night. Then we have Wagga and Newcastle. And we have the big one, the Menangle Metro final, coming up on Saturday night. All four of those roll into the state final a week later at Menangle. Group ones in the four different regions. And a young lady who is only just starting her training career but has two, not just one, but two, major players in the Bathurst final, the Western Region final on Wednesday night, is Gemma Hewitt. Gemma, thank you for taking the time to talk to us this morning. Must be pretty exciting. Um, You've got two horses, they're both well-drawn, and a group one for 100,000 on your home track. That's pretty special stuff. Yeah, it is, definitely. Um, I've been sitting one of them, um, Kian Cruiser, for the race all year, and um, it's all paid off, and he's got Barry one, and... Yeah, the other fellow I own myself, and he sort of dropped back in grade a lot lately. And, yeah, he surprised me last week and was able to qualify quite nicely. So, For those people who, who don't understand the exact conditions around the series, Gemma, obviously horses needed to be rated 70, so they couldn't get too high in the rating. So when you said you've been setting key and cruiser four, I suppose you needed to time your run a little bit to make sure he was fit enough to qualify and maybe win it but not so fit a couple of months ago. He won his way out of the grade. Yeah, that's right. Um, the clients purchased him in December with this race in mind, so they had to be in his stable by the 1st of January. And um, Yeah, it's been a tough task. He come as a 59, so um, it's yeah, we've sort of had to keep him pretty low in grade. And, you know, some sometimes it's been a month between his runs, and he's quite a talented horse, so it's been quite hard to keep him under the 70 grade. But... He's been in some nice heats of races around here too and been competitive, but, um, yeah, wasn't able to quite win them and then went to a Menangle Country Series and ran second. Um, so he's been lucky. He's been in really nice races, but, it, yeah, it has been a task to keep him below the 70. Gina, out your way, obviously, the Bathurst Gold Crown's the big one for the year and then you have the massive meeting on Boxing Day. How quickly has this meeting become a big deal for people in the Western region? Because obviously Group 1, $100,000 races, where only the locals can compete, don't come round every day of the year. No, it is, and it's it, it's nice. It's, um, you know, I've got two runners and Dad's got two, and it's nice to have a Group 1 with just all local people in it. You think, you know, at the end of the day, someone's going to be a Group 1 winner and, and take the money home, um, and it's going to stay local, and I think that's really nice. It gives us an opportunity, you know. Gold Crown carnivals and that are nice, but you know that um, all the interstate horses come and, you know, guys from Sydney and even New Zealand, and it makes it really hard to compete. So, no, it is a nice feeling to know that after Wednesday night someone's going to have a Group 1 winner in their stable. OK, you mentioned the fact that your dad, Bernie, who was on the show with us last week, also has two in the race. So just to give us some detail for those who don't know about your training career, which is going so well... I presume you work your horses on the same property as your dad, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So I just have a, um, I have six here in training at the moment. Um, yes, yeah, I sort of keep it to around five if I can. And then, yeah, I just train my horses here with dad and we work in together. And yeah, I help him out and he helps me out. So it works really well. 
OK, there'll be no helping him out on Wednesday night because he's got two against you, and I'm sure you would, much like Aidan and Joseph O'Brien, like to beat your dad. So did you sort of get a bit sneaky this week? Did you sort of sneak the horses onto the track, and when your dad asked him how they work, you just sort of said, oh, no, we're going OK, Dad. Just, just keep him in the dark? <laughs> no, not really. We actually just finished working them all together, so <laughs> there's not many secrets around here, but um, no, not really. OK. You've got Barrier 1 with Kian Cruz. We'll get to cash us back soon. But Kian Cruz are Barrier 1, and you've employed Luke McCarthy for the job. Uh, I know there's still the race to be won, but it must be very confidence-boosting to have Luke jumping in the sulky. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, I do believe he's the best horse in the race. Whether one's going to be the best barrier for him. Um, but, you know, when you put Luke on, you know you're giving the horse every opportunity. He's the state's top driver. So, yeah, sort of... It's all up to him and the horse from here. Now, I thought you'd be driving cash us back, but uh, I only realised this morning that you are not qualified to drive in Group 1. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So I'm only a B-grade driver. Um, yeah, I did sort of try and apply for an early upgrade this week, but uh, it was knocked back. So, um, yeah, I've got the services of Brad Hewitt on cash us back now. Yeah, it must be frustrating because... You don't drive like a B-grade driver. I know it's a matter of family wouldn't you've had and all the qualifying you need to do, but it must be slightly frustrating. I'm, I'm sure you would like to be out there on the track. Yeah, it is frustrating because, um, you know, like I could drive him last week in the heats at Bathurst, you know, against the same horses, against the same drivers. Um, and just the fact this week that it's worth more money, I can't. But, yeah, it's just sort of, you know, um, being a trainer for eight years too and, you know, trained 160 or 70 winners and a million dollars in prize money. And, yeah, I just, I've got the right amount of winners and stuff to be in A grade, but just haven't held my licence for the right amount of time. So um, it is frustrating, yeah, especially when you breed and own and train the, the horse. You know, I, I know him better than anyone, but, yeah, unfortunately I'll be watching it from the sideline. It's, um, it's one of those things. I, I speak often to, to top trainers, even like Mark Purden, and they say it does take a level of having to think about things away. I suppose once you put the gear on and you put the overcheek up at the wee one on, on Wednesday night and you hand the reins over to the boys, you can sort of go away and, and it, it's their problem after that. Um, I, I know it would be better being the other way, but at least it's one more thing you have to think about. Yeah, it is. No, it, that's right. I'll be able to concentrate a bit more and I've actually got five runners in on Wednesday, so I've only got six in work. So um, that's a busy night for me and, yeah, it, it'll be good just to be able to concentrate a bit more as well. I know your career is your career, Jim, and it's not your dad's career, but do you find that you train the horses the same way your dad does or did or how you've been taught to train them, or have you taken some little innovations of your own and you do things slightly different on the case? Uh, no, we pretty much train them um, exactly the same. You know, I've, I've grown up working with Dad, and even though I've gone out and ventured around and um, come back home, we yeah, I find that we train the horses um, pretty much the same, you know, but... Um, some little things in my feeds I change a little bit different, but, yeah, not much. Yeah, we're pretty similar. Having five of your six racehorses is a pretty big deal on, on a big night like that. What, for the listeners, would be your other big chance? Because I know you had a well-backed runner last week who, who didn't race up to its absolute best form and what a terror. What was the story there? Oh, you know, he's only a three-year-old maiden and that was his third start. And, um, you know, he's quite green and... He's had injury problems in the past, so you know, I wasn't disappointed in his run. I think we just got a little bit lost at the start and um, ended up further back than we thought we would. But, yeah, he, he was versing horses that have won three and four races in their career and, you know, had 100 starts. So I wasn't overly disappointed with him, and I think he'll get better with racing.
he looks to be in an easier field this week. Yeah, yeah, he's back in against Maidens this week. So, um, yeah, and he's drawn well, so I think he'll go well this week. Is it exciting to be part of what's going to happen there on, on Wednesday night? Obviously, you've been training for eight years, and as you said to us, you've, you won over a million dollars in stakes, but it's not often you take a Group 1 favourite to the races. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think I've had... Um, I think this has been my fourth and fifth Group 1 runners for the year, and, yeah, it's sort of when you go... Um, you know, there's always sort of you think there's a few better than you and you're not much of a hope. But, yeah, as soon as the barrier draws come out this week, I've been pretty nervous. So, um, But, yeah, it, it is nice. It's obviously a lot of pressure. And, yeah, we'll see how it unfolds on Wednesday. Now, Gina, I've owned enough racehorses to know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask you, is it true that maybe as you're going to sleep at night at the moment, you keep finding yourself thinking about barrier one and the race on Wednesday night? Because... I think plenty of people who have owned racehorses have been there before. Yeah, yeah, it is nice. Um, it, yeah, I obviously thought about it over in, in your head, but um, it is sort of just a lot of more pressure too, I think, you know, when you get a barrier one and you've got the best horse. And, um, yeah, I sort of, I'm just, just feeling probably a bit more pressure than anything at the moment. Honestly, you'll handle it fine. You've geared plenty of horses up in your life. You'll gear it up. You'll hand the reins over to the other fellas. <laughs> They can go out there and do the best, and I think you might have the best driver in Australia and on your side. I'm yes. just talking about your career. Obviously, it's it's gone really well, and we know predominantly you drive out in the Western region. Do you have aspirations to maybe get more town horses, or are they hard to come by because of the price ranges and the fact that some people who get those horses send them into town to be trained, or is that the next step of your career? Uh, yeah, it's sort of. I'm happy just poking along here at Dad's. Um, yeah, it's sort of the numbers are hard to keep low here. Um, but you know, I've got a, a couple of nice babies have been bought for me the last couple of years, and I, I sort of just plan to keep. You know, just get a, a couple of new ones every year. And um, yeah, it, you know, it's hard to compete downtown and hard to travel down there all the time and do it as well. So you know, I'm happy just poke along with my team, and I've got a couple of nice ones in the paddock um, that'll be coming back in in about six months and. Got my nice three-year-old cashed up, ready to trial again, and he's going to go to Brisbane. So, you know, it, it's sort of not... Um, at this stage, I'm quite restricted with what I can do as well with my numbers and stuff, so, yeah. Um, you mentioned before that somebody from the region is going to train a Group 1 winner in this race. It always seems to me to be a very tight-knit community out there at Bathurst, whether it's yourselves or the Turnbulls or the Frisbees and... There's a lot of the same names going around, different branches of different families and stuff, but it, it does seem to be, I know harness racing's tight, but it seems to be even more so out of Bathurst because I presume most times you go to the races, you'll see the same 20, 50 to 100 people. Yeah, it is. It's um, it's nice. We actually all get on really well, um, even though we're, we're each other's biggest, you know, competitors out on the track. But, you know, I live with Amanda and, um, you know, we all get on really well together. And I think even people that come and visit Bathurst, you know, over the Gold Crown and things, say how nice it is. You know, we all go to the to the pub and have dinner on, on a Friday night or whatever. But, um, yeah, we're all able to catch up and en- enjoy life outside of the races. And, yeah, we all do get on really well, so it's nice. It must be very hard, Gemma, at Bathurst to keep one quiet if anybody wants to have a bit because obviously everybody sees the same trials and they see the same horses. <laughs> You guys pretty much race each other every week. It it seems to be a place where it's um, the form's pretty well known between all of you. Yeah, yeah, not much gets it gets past us around here, but um, 
even if one, someone's got one working good, you know, you often hear about it. But, yeah, no, um, as you said, same horses, same trials, same race meetings. So, yeah, we, we know what's going on around here pretty well. Well, Gemma, good luck on Wednesday night. It's nice to find out a bit more about your career. I, well, I didn't know you trained that many winners. That's, that's a lot of winners. Um, I'm sure there's lots more coming. I hope yeah. for you one of them comes at about quarter past seven on Wednesday night. <laughs> Thanks for that, Mick. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> Thanks for joining us and good luck for the week. That's Gemma Hewitt, um, part of the Hewitt family. They've got four horses in the Western Regional Final at Bathurst. It's a great race. It's going to be an awesome final. On Wednesday, that'll be covered, of course, on Sky Television, Sky One, with the favourite to be Ken Cruiser, and Jimmy has got Luke McCarthy in the pipe behind him. So markets for that will be available soon. The market for Saturday night's Benangle final is already open, and Luke will drive the favourite there too. He has Muscle Factory, so he could be in for another big group one week. Pretty shortly, Josh Gallagher is going to join us. He's off to the races today. We have two race meetings in New South Wales. Which is Here's go warm up. Down in Canberra. Josh, are you there, mate? Hello, Josh. Are you joining us, mate? Yep, yep. Get there, Mick. G'day, Josh, mate. Thanks for joining us this morning uh, on, on the radio. We're just saying to everybody, there's two race meetings today in New South Wales, and you're involved in one of them. You're off to... Bankstown this afternoon. Mate, that looks to have quite a nice book of drives. Yeah, got a handful of drives today, so um, uh, should be a good day all around. And I'll ask you about a couple of them. The first drive you got to race two, um, the market would suggest not too much expected from Where's Our Money? Um, yeah, he's still still a very green horse. He's only had a handful of starts. Um, started together now. Um, he doesn't know a lot, so we'll be just taking every every race with, um, uh, with, um, like just learning a bit and yeah, taking every race in the, in our hands. Mate, race three today goes just after three o'clock. You're on. Can only be sure. The form isn't outstanding. He's got the outside of the front line, and yet he's the favourite. Can you tell us why? Um, yeah, run third. An angle last up. Um, it was a bit better than two starts ago. Um, he he did win his first race at Bankstown, so um, coming off the front, we're looking head forward and from uh, the early position. Mate, race four, you drive Merrywood Lynn. Drew four comes into three. Does Merrywood Lynn have the gate speed to take advantage of that? Because there's a couple of stable mates drawn inside you. Yeah, I, I don't think I'll cross them. Um, both Colin McDowell um, runners. Um, I will just have to weigh up her options early. And um, she's a nice little mare. Um, she'd win a group two, a couple few last start in as a two-year-old. So um, Wayne Dimmick will probably have her on best performance today. So yeah, she'd be hard to beat. Uh yeah. Um, I really like this now. I've got a lot of time for her. Um, she just does everything right and um, she gives gives so much out, out to. Mate, you're also driving her stable mate, Mr Armstrong, in the fifth on the card. You've drawn two on the second line, but um, the best version of him would be very hard to beat in this, I thought. Yeah, he's um, come back from his spell. He normally takes a couple of runs to 
um, did his straps and um, he's been really good in the regional heats um, at Menangle for the last two weeks. Um, they're just a little bit better than him at the moment, but uh, drops back into Bankstown grade pretty good today. Okay, mate. What's your best chance, Josh, of driving a winner today at Bankstown? Um, probably Marywood Lynn. She's um, she's a little sweetheart and um, probably the best one of my drives today. Mate, you head across to Menangle, the home track uh, tomorrow to drive for, for the boss. Kiri-Ann Morris, I presume she's the boss and not Robbie. You're driving a horse I really like called Sunny G. Now, I know he's massively up in grade tomorrow and into a very tough field, but what he showed us last week, coming from last at the 400 at Menangle, we don't see that very often in Scotty, mate. Uh, he's, um, he's, a, he's a really lovely horse. Um, Russell Cummings on him and um, sent him over to Robin Carey. Um, he did a real good job last week, as you said, coming from last. And um, we'll be just looking to step away and um, try and get a handy spot and hopefully get sucked in enough that we can be close enough to him. Mate, you drive race six tomorrow. This is the afternoon meeting at Menangle at 3.33. Artistic Cowboy. I thought he looked as good as most of them in this race. Yeah, very similar race to last week, um, he led in, led in one in 54 for, um, um, we'll be hopefully adopting the same tactics tomorrow and, um, yeah, hopefully it should be too good for him again. Mate, have you picked up a drive in the regional championship final on Saturday night or are they a bit hard to come by? Uh, a bit hard to come by at the moment, but um, always available if anyone wants to. The career's going pretty well. You seem to be driving regularly at Menangle on Saturday nights, not quite as much as you are on the Tuesday afternoons, but you're getting plenty of spins, mate. So, um, you know, you get, you're getting the, the odd winners. Things seem to be going well. On days like Bankstown today where you can pop out and you get on two or three favourites, um, they must be good for your momentum as well. Yeah. Um, I've had a pretty good career so far and hopefully keeps heading upwards. Um, yeah, just like to thank everyone that's put me on and stuck with me. Uh, yeah, it's been very appreciated. Okay, so if you're driving for Kiri Ann and Robbie Morris, does Robbie get in your ear because he can be a bit annoying and tell you what to do, or do you just not listen to him? Um, uh, early on they did. Um, I still got a little bit more free range at, um, now, but they always, always put in um, what they want me to do every now and again, yeah. Well, mate, it's good to listen sometimes and sometimes it's not, mate. Uh, things are going really well. Um, you're doing a good job, particularly with the trotters. You, you seem to, to like driving the trotters, or is it the fact that the stable has quite a few trotters and therefore you have double ups in a race and it's easier to get on one? Um, no, I like the trotters. Um, I never really used to because I always used to gallop on them, but um, lately I've loved the trotters. They've, they've been really good to me, so, yeah, can't, can't fault them. Yeah. Mate, good luck uh, this afternoon at Bankstown. Mate, thanks for taking the time to talk to us, and we hope you have a good day at Angle tomorrow too, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. That's Josh Gallagher, good young fella who's doing a good job. Um, drives in a pretty tough school at Menangle where the Tuesday afternoons don't have many easy wins, and he's doing a good job. He'll be there tomorrow, but also at Bankstown today, so he's the driver to follow at Bankstown. Jack Trainer is joining us, and...
Jack, I think Josh is a young guy who's who's really improved in the last year. You would have driven a lot against him. I know you're you're probably not much older or even younger than him. You're probably around the same age range, but seems to be a young guy who's doing good things. Yeah, he is, and um, Sydney's full at at the moment. There's a couple of really good young drivers that uh, are really showing how good they are out there, and it's good to see them getting opportunities. And um, yeah, Josh is obviously one of the top juniors going. I'm sure he's going to be a good um, driver to follow in the future. Mate, we're talking about uh, the regional championships all around New South Wales over the next week. Have you managed to find yourself with a drive in the big one at Manangle on Saturday night? Um, no, I don't think I have, um, Mick. Uh, obviously, wait until the fields and that come out. I'm always hoping, but um, I think the drivers are all pretty wrapped up there. But, um, yeah, you never you never know your luck, and, um, yeah, it'll be a good race to watch anyway. <laughs> Mate, you're heading to Bankstown this afternoon. Um, race two, you're driving La Bomba. This is at 2.25. Um, fresh up back from a spell. Have you sat behind La Bomba at the trials? Uh, no, I haven't had a chance to drive La Bomba. I've done a bit of driving for Michael Chimmer over the years. Um, she looks like she's found herself in a nice enough race. It doesn't seem to be too much depth to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, she's sort of drawn a little bit awkwardly, but I'm sure she'll go a good race. You're driving a stable, mate. Uh, Gracie Chaljuice in the fourth on the car from Barrier 5. There's a scratching inside you. You would have heard Josh saying that he gives Mary Wood Lynn a chance. What sort of chance do you give your mare? Yeah, well, she's obviously first up from a break um, as well, Mick, so she's probably going to improve from the run. Um, Mary Wood Lynn is quite a nice filly. I've driven her a few times too before, and probably with the better draw, it looks probably hard to beat, but I'm sure Gracie, she's a pretty honest mare, and um, I'm sure being back at the banks down, she'll appreciate a bit of a class drop. And even though she's fresh up, I'm sure she'll go a good race also. But I'm sure the horse you're looking forward to driving the most this week is tomorrow at Menangle. The Australian pacing gold heats continue. It's round two. Just after one o'clock tomorrow, you jump back behind Antonia. Uh, she must give you a great feel. She looks like a very fast, very powerful filly. And she was just like a machine last week here. Yeah, she was. Um, obviously, she's the horse I look forward to driving the most at the moment. Um, it's always good when she's back racing. And, uh, yeah, last week just worked out perfect, Mick. She uh, missed the trial at Menangle the week before due to the wet weather. So it just worked out perfect last week. We were able just to rate her nicely in front. She didn't have to do a lot during the middle stages, and she just run home a really nice quarter. And um, as I said to David Thorne, her best work was the last 200. She just jumped right on the bit, and um, she just done it effortlessly, really, and, and on a on a track that probably wasn't 100% due to the weather. Um, it was a really good run, but, yeah, she'll probably just we'll probably just give her a little bit more tomorrow just to screw her down that little bit more. And with all going well, hopefully um, bring on the final on the 29th of May in Melbourne. Mate, is it a case with the harness horses? Because it feels this way sometimes. When they get to be as dominant as who are, the respect you've earned means you can get the occasional easy kill. Like they, In a field like tomorrow, you would expect maybe they'll get out of your way and you can run to the front because everybody wants to be in the final, so they don't want to get a headache in heat. Yeah, well, I hope so, um, Mick. You, you know, it's not a very good look if a dollar four shot can't find its way to the front, but it's better for the opposition to get a cold sit on her also. And um, she she sort of just has the wood on those sillies, I think. Yeah, I mean, she could win sitting outside them, so... Best case scenario, she does find the front, and um, yeah, like I said, I'll drive her a bit harder tomorrow, just to blow the cobwebs out and, and get her to that full fitness, so that we're ready to go and we have no excuses. Touchwood going into the final uh, in ten days' time after that.
Mate, the final, as you said, is, is in 10 days' time in, in Melton. And then, obviously, we have a bit of a, a sort of a break in the feature race season unless you're heading to Queensland. Do you think she's a horse who would head to Queensland for maybe a, a Queensland Oaks-type race or even a derby up there? Uh, I, I don't think so, um, Nick. Just speaking briefly to the trainer, David Thorne, about it, I think that's one race he was going to miss. Um, obviously, she'll tell David where she, what, how she's going and what's best for her, but uh, if, I think I'm right by saying that they might have even made a late payment for the Breeders' Crown. So I think um, with Victoria Oaks and the Breeders' Crown coming up in the latter of the year, I think after after this APG campaign, she'll have another little break and that they will be the next targets. But um, I'm pretty confident saying she won't be going to Queensland. But I know you obviously uh, have spent a lot of time in New Zealand and, and you probably follow the form from there. You mentioned the Breeders' Crown and the Victoria Oaks. There's a horse in New Zealand who was very big on Friday night called Better Twist. When you look at a Better Twist-type horse winning at Addington and you're driving Antonia... The New Zealanders will think Better Twist will be too good. Some of the Australians will think Antonia would be too good. What do you reckon would happen? Yeah, well, it makes it, it makes them a good race, um, Nick, and it, it's obviously good for the public and, and exciting stuff for uh, anyone that's involved in harness racing. But, yeah, she's a really nice um, filly, Better Twist, and um, but I wouldn't discredit Antonia at all either. I think she's the real deal. And I think she's something special. So um, it'd be interesting to see them stack up. Obviously, the two racing styles, New Zealand and Australia, are, are starting to become quite different. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, hopefully them clashing. But, uh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't say Antonio would be no pushover for her, that's for sure. Is it a factor that now when you drive basically exclusively in Australia, but you've had you know, driven horses like Stylish Memphis. Is it a fact that the New Zealand horses get a bit left behind sometimes in the gate speed stakes? A horse like Better Twist, for example, wouldn't have the natural gate speed that maybe in an Antonia showed up. No, maybe not. But they, I, I think their racing style um, over there, it means that they don't have to burn them off the gate and, um, as much as we have to. They still they still produce a, a bloody good horse, Mick, as we well know. And, um, you know, as probably the Breeders' Crown as such form would show that a lot of the times the Breeders' Crown does go back to New Zealand. So they obviously have a really good quality horse and um, they're in the hands of some quality trainers and drivers too. So, um, yeah, although they, they seem to be able to adapt to, those, to our racing pattern when it need be on the big occasions, that's for sure. Mate, also tomorrow at Menangle at 4.52, you're driving Yoha, who's a newcomer to the Jason Brimson stable. You guys train alongside each other. What are you expecting from Yoha tomorrow? Because at the moment, the way Jason's training, they all come up pretty short in the market. Yeah, they do. That's right. And um, that's just a credit to the way Jason's been training. He's He's got a really good strike rate and um, obviously really good with these horses first up. So... He gives her a pretty good, he gives her a pretty good push and um, reckons that her work's been good. So I expect her to be um, I'd expect her to be pretty pretty solid tomorrow. That's for sure. Okay, a horse uh, also from the same stable, Hidden Courage, in the last on the card. Tricky barrier draw for Hidden Courage, and, and this bunch of horses almost mm-hmm. seem to take turns week in week out. Some of them win the next week. It's a totally different horse, and it tends to come down to the tempo and who's where in the running. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he has been struck with a bit of an awkward draw, but um, if you go decent to his form, Mick, he's been racing in free for alls and, and a lot higher quality races than what he's found himself in um, tomorrow. So 
he's high speed. His work's been really good, and we just hope that he appreciates the drop in class from um, the Saturday night to this. And uh, although he needs the right to the tempo in the race, we do expect him to be hitting the line pretty solid and, and going a good race too. All right, Jack, you're off to Bankstown this afternoon. You're off to Menangle Demo. We're going to ask you for your best winning chance, but it can't be Antonia because uh, no one can make much money out of a dollar four. None of us are that rich. So outside Antonia, Jack Trainer, what's the chance of you driving another winner over the next 30 or so hours? Yeah, I think um, Yoha's one that looks to be uh, well suited in that race. Um, just needs a little bit of luck early, but. Yeah, on Grimo's um, words, he's pretty happy with her, so I'd say she's probably one of my better drives. Mate, we appreciate your time. Um, we're enjoying watching your development as a horseman, mate, so uh, best of luck over the next couple of days, and obviously, hopefully, down in Melbourne next week with uh, Antonia. Awesome. Thanks very much, Mick. That's Jack Trainer, a young man doing really good things, and uh, he is behind a superstar filly in Antonia who could take him to further Group 1 height. She's already won in New South Wales, Oaks, and of course he won the Ladyship Mile with Stylish Mupus. Okay, big week of harness racing ahead. If you are just joining us, we have the regional finals coming up from all around New South Wales. We have Bathurst. They are to race Wednesday night for their big final. Then we head to Newcastle for their regional final on Friday night. Menangle. We move there on Saturday for their final. And on Sunday, the second time in about a month, they have Group 1 Racing at Wagga. They have their $100,000 final. Two of those fields are out. Newcastle and Wagga are yet to come out. But Group 1 Racing in New South Wales, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. All the odds will be available on tab.com.au. The fields on harness.org.au. And those four finals will filter into the $100,000 state final at Menangle the following Saturday. Hope you enjoy the Harness Racing Week on the Pace takes a break tomorrow morning. On Wednesday at 10.30, you'll be joined by Brittany Graham to preview even further that Western final coming out of Bathurst.